Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Seriously, you're not going to believe this story. I, I know you are used to Democrat, liberal media insanity, and nothing surprises you anyway. This one may surprise you. This one even shocked me. The Democrat governor of Nevada, Sisolak, the, one, the, the most disgusting thing I've seen so far, all in an effort to dunk on Trump. Today's show sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your online data today from all those prying eyes out there. Use ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. What a news day. Oh. The bad news and the good news. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, I was okay until you said something about this, this idiot. Uh, uh- I know. See, here's the thing. Before what? the show, Joe gets to listen to the banter between me and Paula. And sometimes I don't hear him because my earpiece isn't in. He can't believe this story. I'm not messing. It's not like one of those hyperbolic teases. What a bone. You are going to be stunned. Joe was like, I can't believe this story. This is how sick Dude, the Democrats have become. Get out of here. I got that. I've also got some good. No, I know some good news. So don't go anywhere. There, there is today. We're not doing bad news all the time. I'm sorry. Uh, I refuse yeah. to do it on the show. All right, today's show brought to you by buddies at Helix Sleep. Listen, good night's sleep is hard to come by these days, but Helix Sleep, they have a quiz for your mattress. Takes two minutes to complete, matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. We have a Helix Sleep mattress, most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on. It's like sleeping on a pillow. I need it because I'm a terrible sleeper otherwise. Are you a side sleeper like me? A hot sleeper? You like a plush or a firm bed? With Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising. Helix Sleep is rated the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. Believe me, they earned it. It's the most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on. My daughter loves it too. Just go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan. Helix, sleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. I took the quiz. They sent me a Helix Midnight Lux, which is perfect for me. Medium firm, designed for side sleepers like me, especially with my rough shoulder. Been sleeping on it uh, for a long time now. I love it. I'm like, <laughs> I've been sleeping on it for a while. We love it. We have another one too. My daughter's love that uh, they have a 10 year warranty and you get to try it out for a hundred nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. One of my email people knows that it sent me something. That's why I love feedback from the audience. She's right. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. I'm telling you, hands down, most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Check it out today. All right, Joe, let's go. Here it comes. All right, we're going to start out today. We're going to get to the good news segment in that article about the awful, uh, really despicable governor, Democrat governor of Nevada, just, uh, I mean, look, seriously, could get people hurt. Oh. Uh, but, but first, I want to get to a fake news update first today because the <laughs> fake news is everywhere. I'm, I'm even getting it from people I, you know, I like who have different political views, but I talk to them and they really believe the fake news is the real news when it's in fact the fake news. So one of the things I'm hearing a lot from my uh, friends who are susceptible to fake news is, man, Trump downplayed this threat in January. And we all knew, Joe, Yeah, liberals in the media they all knew how serious this was. You got well, it? Of course they did, Dan. They all knew. We did. It's us, those evil conservatives, Fox News and Trump. They played the threat down. They didn't get it. We got it because we're smarter than all of you idiots. Remember, we were journalism majors in college who never had real jobs. But we got it. We are trained epidemiologists and infectious disease experts who understood from the start the dangerous trajectory of this disease and dopey Trump didn't get it. Let me bow down and adore you. Morons. Please genuflect at the first opportunity in front of the first media person you see because they are (laughs) so much smarter than you. Well, hat tip, John Levine, New York Post. Here's a Vox with a V, not Fox, Vox, left-leaning radical nutbag site. Uh, Vox, they had to delete a tweet. I'll go to the second tweet first. We have deleted a tweet from January 31st, Joe, not even the beginning of January, when they knew Vox with a V, Joe, the liberals, the 21-year-old journalism majors with no real jobs. They knew how serious this was, but they had to delete a tweet from January 31st that quote, no longer reflects the current reality of the coronavirus story. For the latest, go here. What's the tweet they deleted? 
Listen to this. Because, Joe, they knew. It's only Trump who didn't know. Uh-huh. January 31st, Vox.com. What is the coronavirus? It's part of a family of viruses that attack the respiratory system. Should I travel during the outbreak? The CDC and State Department advise avoiding travel to China for now. Is this going to be a deadly pandemic? No. <gasps> no. Oh, Hat tip John Levine for those highlights. Yeah. No, but they knew, Joe. Yes. They knew we're all stupid. You and I, you know, orange man bad. They knew. The 21-year-old journalism majors at Vox. Is this going to be a deadly pandemic? Nah. Now Vox, in humiliating fashion, forced to delete their own tweet from January 31st, not 13th, not 1st, the end of the month. But Trump, who, by the way, enacted a travel ban, understanding the severity of this, who was called a racist for doing it, by the way, by some of these same media outlets, He's the one who was confused, not Vox. Forced, again, in humiliating fashion to face plant on the street and delete their own tweet. Morons. Morons. Now, fake news update section right off the top today. (laughs) Here's Nancy Pelosi. This is her giving a little go at comedy here. I guess, you know, she senses the dour national mood. Trying to lighten it up, giving her best Howie Mandel kind of comedy thing, you know. She's on this segment on the uh, Hack Left Wing Media Networks. I think this is CNN. And after I, again, you know I hate the word literally because it is literally the most overused word in the English language and it usually means figuratively. (laughs) This is after I literally showed you on yesterday's show the bill Nancy Pelosi wanted to have passed with all the pork she put in there, Kennedy Center stuff, how many white people do you have on your board? Remember that? Yes, watch yesterday's show to yeah, show you yeah. the bill Pelosi won. Nothing to do with the Wuhan virus. Pelosi wanted a bill, the wokeness bill, to bail out the Postal Service. How many white people do you have on your board? This is what she wanted passed. She's now, after getting totally wrecked again, again, whatever I said, mistakenly complimentary about Nancy Pelosi's tactical skills, if I ever did, I'm not sure if I did or I didn't. I take it all back. This is the dumbest politician on Capitol Hill right now. She cannot get wrecked any more than she's been getting wrecked. She can't. She got wrecked on impeachment. She got wrecked on collusion. She got wrecked putting Adam Schiff in charge. She got wrecked putting Jerry Jerry Nadler in charge. Now she thought playing hardball for seeing how many white people you have on your board and bailing out the Postal Service and the Wuhan virus bill. She thought that was a great political move and got wrecked again. Constantly getting wrecked, wrecked everywhere, wrecked here, wrecked there, wrecked there, wrecked all over. So here is Nancy Pelosi, again, in humiliating fashion in our fake news update. We saw Vox's fake news. Here's Pelosi's fake news. Her new talking point, Joe, is that stuff I showed you the actual bill yesterday of her nonsense they put in there, Mm -hmm. the pork they loaded into the Wuhan bill. Now she's telling us none of that existed, man. I made it all up. It's her bill. But we made it all. Check this out. Outstanding. What is remaining that you want changed? Well, I'm not going to negotiate on TV, uh, but uh, the uh, I, I want to have a unanimous consent. I want us to be able to go forward. Uh, not as, you know, it's not a bill I would have written in terms of some things that relate to family medical leave, that relate to uh, worker protections, that uh, ruling on worker protections. But we. That can be done administratively. We can find other ways. Not enough money for elections, et cetera, at this time. All of everything we're suggesting just relates to COVID-19. It's not about making law for the future. It's about COVID. Well, except fighting COVID-19 is for the future. But I mean, it's not changing policy except as it applies here. So, again, many of the uh, many of the provisions in there have been greatly improved well, me, because of negotiation. Okay, she's just making that up. You may say, well, she's talking about the bill after they stripped that stuff out. No, no, even that's a lie. Even that is a lie. Because what I'll get to later is Nancy Pelosi's little addition of, yes, Planned Parenthood in there. Because, you know, Joe, if they they can't terminate life in the womb, nah, right, yeah. you know, can't pass the bill then. I mean, you know, we got to have these, you got to get yeah, the babies. We can't have the babies and stuff. I mean, you got to get that Planned Parenthood stuff in there right, too. Yeah. 
She's she's just she just she's just making it. Why do you trust this person? She's just making it up. Here's President Trump, by the way, responding to that, saying, "Yeah, we're not signing that. You can basically take that bill you sent us yesterday. You throw that right in the garbage. Check this out. I'm not going to sign that deal because Nancy Pelosi came in and put a lot of things in the deal that had nothing to do with the workers. That had to do with an agenda that they've been trying to get passed for ten years." And I came in, I told Mike, I told a lot of people, there's no way I'm signing that deal. I was getting calls from John Kennedy, from Ben Sass, from uh, many, many people, Lindsay. I, I was getting calls from a lot of different people saying this deal, uh, Tom Cotton, this deal is terrible, what they've done. They took a deal. You know, we almost had a deal the day before. And it was between Schumer and uh, Mitch, and it was really a good, solid deal. All of a sudden, they start throwing all of the little uh, Green New Deal stuff in, right? And uh, the boardrooms, what they look like. And uh, we want uh, green energy. We want all this stuff. Let's stop drilling oil. They had things in there that were terrible. Windmills all over the place and all sorts of credits for windmills that kill the birds and ruin the real estate, right? Uh, a lot of problems. I mean, a lot of problems. And I said, I'm not signing this deal. <laughs> Windmill, windmills all over the place. <laughs> Who's in your boardroom? Good for him. Huh? Good for him. I, this guy, just the plain talk. I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. Okay. I want to get through because I really got a lot to get through. But I'm not done with the fake news segment because it's important. We had to come right out of show firing today. In, again, another, Pelosi's not the only one doing the Howie Mandel kind of Stephen Wright. Uh, he's trying to, you know, give it a little shot at comedy. Maybe, you know, Andrew Dice Clay from the past, whatever it may be. Rachel Maddow, you know, Moscow Maddow from MSNBC, the lead collusion hoaxer of all, who humiliated herself on national television for two years promoting the biggest hoax in American history. But Joe, Joe, yeah. she's a Rhodes Scholar, apparently. Huh. Rhodes Scholar, not a Ben Rhodes Scholar from the Obama administration. She's a Rhodes Scholar. She's smarter than you and I. Oh. You know, Joe, you and I dopes have yeah. worked for a living, a cop yeah. and an audio engineer. Yeah, what idiots dumb. we yeah. are. Yeah. No, we are. Thank We're you. more. I mean, we just come on. We actually work for a living. We're not Rhodes scholars no. like Rachel. <laughs> I mean, Joe, the collusion hoax. <laughs> I mean, anybody would have fell for the PP tape story. <laughs> anybody. So Masco Moscow Maddow. Moscow. Let's call her Moscow. That's her new name. Yeah. That's Moscow and Maddow. So Moscow. Cool. Hilariously puts this tweet out yesterday on her Twitter feed covered by the Daily Caller. Story will be in the show notes. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to check out the show notes. Please do. So Mascow puts this out yesterday. Don't amplify misinformation. Rachel Maddow wants the media to black out Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Mascow? Mascow is promoting... She doesn't want anybody promoting misinformation. This is the lead collusion hoaxer. Now, I'd love to hat tip, but I forgot who put this out there. Forgive me. Oh, no, no, no. This was uh, Cernovich on Twitter. Here's an article by the Times of San Diego when Moscow, Moscow Maddow, got sued for promoting nonsense on the air. Her own lawyer said this. The Times of San Diego, Rachel Maddow faces slapdown by UC linguistics professor in, defama professor in defamation suit. Sorry. So excited to get this out. This is Moscow, uh, Moscow's own lawyer admitting she engages in a lot of kind of hyperbole, you know, hyperbolic, like, eh, I'm not sure exactly how true this stuff is. Maddow's lawyer, Moscow's lawyer, Theodore J. Ted Boutros Jr., gee, that's a long name, <laughs> argued that the liberal host was clearly offering up Joe, quote, her own unique expression of her views to capture what she saw as the ridiculous nature of the undisputed facts. Her comment in this lawsuit, this is her lawyer talking, therefore is a quintessential statement of rhetorical hyperbole, incapable of being proved true or false, he said. <laughs> this is her lawyer. This is her lawyer. Holy cow. This is great. Masco. Joe, she's a Rhodes Scholar, man. Yeah, okay. She's a Rhodes Scholar. You say so, yeah. Come on. <laughs> You're a dopey audio engineer, and I'm just some silly, stupid cop. What do we know, man? We're the real morons. We need more Rhodes scholars like Mascow. I like my <laughs> telling us not to. I'm, 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 uh. If you see my eyes getting red, it usually means I'm uh. shamelessly laughing at my own yes. jokes, which is a big mistake. But I can't help it. 
Moscow telling us not to promote misinformation. Talk about the biggest self-own of the day on Twitter. All right. This is possibly the biggest story of the fake news update of the day because it is so transparently stupid to anyone with common sense. Again, uh, the media, nobody really takes, nobody serious takes the media seriously anymore. They're a joke. They're an embarrassment. They're a disgrace. I support their right to free speech. I always will. And the right to free press. There's no buts there. Um, but free speech and free press includes the right, again, as I always say, to be stupid. And they always, always have to take us up on the opportunity. Just ignore these idiots. I put it out there only to show you how useless they are if you're still under the mistaken belief you're getting accurate information from people who claim to be journalists. Look at this AP story here. Fact-checking. Fact-checking. What is a transparently obvious statement about President Trump? AP fact-check. Trump claims rising suicides if U.S. stays shut. I'll put up the piece here from AP in a second, but uh, so the press is now fact-checking Trump's statement that mental health will decline and there'll be a possible increase in suicides if we have a mass depression? Uh, That requires a fact-check? Are we going to fact-check if Trump says two plus two equals four next to... Now, in the piece, they actually double down on stupid. This is a, what these are claiming to be serious people, Joe. Remember, yeah. you and I are the dopes. These are the smarty pants people here. Mm. Look at the AP story. President Trump made a baseless claim of surging suicides if the U.S. economy remains mostly shut due to the spread of the coronavirus. <laughs> this is AP. There's no evidence that suicides will rise dramatically let alone surpass potential coronavirus deaths. Historically, in a crisis, suicides tend to diminish as society pulls together in a common purpose. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Yeah. This took on my iPhone right here. This took all of, I, I actually counted to be sure I wasn't crazy. It took seven seconds and would have been faster if my internet was quicker. Seven seconds to determine the stupidity of that statement that Joe, yeah. suicides actually go down in a crisis. They, what? Now, listen, I never tout my educational credentials because it's stupid. Hey, look at me. I went to graduate school. I'm so smart. You're all stupid. I hate that. I hate it. Nobody cares about your education. But I, I mean, I did spend two years getting a graduate degree in neuropsychology. I have a little tiny little bit of experience here. I've literally never heard that ever. That yes, if you happen to be suicidal and you're prone to suicide, which people are, that a crisis is great. It goes down. People love that. I have never heard that by any sane person anywhere. This is AP. Mm. That's a real story. That's an actual story, Joe. If you're suicidal, don't you worry. A crisis is exactly what you need. Seven seconds it took for me. I, I, I had to Google it because I don't even need to go back to studies to tell you well, the obvious. This, the first story that came up was this. And I picked this story, by the uh-huh, way. Yeah. Seven seconds. Seven. Or Joe Biden, seven. <laughs> Joe Biden does a no six from seven. I had to pick a left-leaning outlet like the Atlantic. This is not a conservative outlet because, you know, if, if again, if it's a fact on a conservative page, the left thinks it doesn't matter. But I picked a left-leaning outlet, the Atlantic. And I wanted to show you this article. This came up in, again, seven seconds. Suicide in the Economy by Elizabeth McBride. It's about this woman whose grandfather killed himself during the Great Depression. Apparently, 40,000 others did, too. It's not funny, folks. This isn't some kind of a joke. Mm -mm. The joke is the media idiots who are downplaying the massive repercussions from what's, because this is from the piece, from what's going to happen if the economy shut down. No, Trump's an idiot. They're not going to be suicides. People are going to be just peachy. I guess her grandfather's name was Roy. He was one of at least 40,000 Americans who took their own lives that year. And the next, the two-year span, that suicide rates spiked to its highest recorded level ever. More than 150 per 1 million people annually. This isn't, this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't a joke. This isn't funny stuff. 
It's pathetic. Making fun of the media is always funny yeah. because they're useless, feckless losers. 20-year-old journalism major idiots without an ounce of experience in the real world. They're not carpenters. They're not electricians. They've never bent the pipe. They've never cleaned the drain. If they're, they're, Their biggest emergency is when they, they, uh, they take a dump and they can't clean out their toilet bowl and they got to call a plumber and he's not available. What do I do, Bobby? What do I do? I had too much Chipotle last night. You're useless, feckless idiots, all of you. In a crisis, suicides don't spike? Are you really this stupid? Now, before the show, I was inside putting on this ugly face I have. I got to put some mattifier on because I shine like crazy because of my very oily Italian skin. And I thought to myself, Joe, hmm. wait, let me get this straight. <laughs> the same 21-year-old journalism idiots who work at AP and have never had a real job in their life who have told us, Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Paula, you too. Jump in here anytime. You bet, babe. The same liberal lunatics working in the media who've told us that college campuses, man, you can't have Charles Murray on a college campus. God forbid Ben Shapiro. Mm -hmm. This is a microaggression that'll cause massive psychological trauma to the snowflakes. They need a safe room, crayons, coloring books, snuggies, and paint by numbers. Because they're so delicate and sensitive, they'll be traumatized by life. God forbid Ben Shapiro opens his mouth on a college campus. These same dip... We're on terrestrial radio now. Mm -hmm. These same... These same... I can't hold back. Who told us the college snowflakes are so delicate that if Charles Murray or Ben Shapiro, a conservative, even appears on campus, they're going to lose their minds and there's going to be a mental break matrix style. The same people telling us that are now telling us if we cause the next Great Depression by shutting down the economy, don't you worry. Suicidal people are going to be A-O-K. Chew on that cud for a minute. Do you understand that liberalism is a wart on the ass of humankind? That it is populated by the dumbest people on the planet. And they're views which are so dumb they defy they their views don't even make sense depending on the day they'll change their story microaggressions trigger warning trigger warning ben shapiro's on campus ben shapiro's on campus everybody get your color forms out i just dated myself everyone this is going to be traumatizing the same idiots who are telling you that Populating liberal journalism outlets are now telling you that mass unemployment, bankruptcy, and everything is going to be great for you. Don't you worry. Shut it down. Screw the mom and pop shop on the corner. Screw the pizza place owner. Screw the landscaper who doesn't have a job because nobody will let him near that. Screw them. They'll be fine. It's the snowflakes on the college campuses we got to worry about. They're going to be safe spaces. Are the media setting up safe spaces for the potentially 20, 30 million Americans who are unemployed? You dumb. I'm not kidding. Like I sometimes I'd love terrestrial, but it really hey, careful. There boss. are times careful boss. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm I with know, you. I know because you used to do this for a living yeah. before Joe had to get the buzzer ready in his old line of work. And I got a rather salty tongue. But are you, are, are we going to do that? Is that what's coming? Or are, are, are they preparing? These AP losers, the morons who wrote this piece, are they preparing for what, 10, 10 million or so safe rooms, safe spaces, whatever you call your stupid stuff? Are, are there trigger warnings going to be everywhere? 
Well, what, what, what are they doing? Is it going to be a mass uh, a, a Malamar eating session? What are we doing next? Are we, are we doing Oreos and Milkies? Or what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing for the people out of work that don't worry, Joe, everybody just bands together in a crisis. Are you this stupid? Yeah. You morons. Bands together in a crisis? What do you think this is? Some kind of kumbaya movie you just saw last week? Oh, this is great. Cinderella, man. Everything ends well in the end. Sometimes it doesn't. You dumb morons. Sometimes people die. And sometimes people get hurt. And sometimes people who are depressed, who lose their jobs, tragically take their own lives. You infantile idiots. Get out of your D.C. New York bubble. Get off the Amtrak you take, the Acela back and forth, and go to the real world where real people with real dirt under their real fingernails that really bleed when they work really hard are suffering because of you idiots and your nonstop hysteria, you colossal losers. And one last note on our little fake news update here. I promise you, you can expect all of this fake fact-checking nonsense. Suicide, survive in a crisis. Oh, yeah, okay. Brilliant, brilliant point. You can expect all of this to disappear if, God forbid, we lose this election and and, uh, clueless Joe Biden is the president. All of it. I promise you, you will see none of this fake fact-checking again. None of it. Joe Biden will say whatever he wants And the 21-year-old journalism idiots who've never had a real job will parrot it because that's what they do. They're not free-thinking beings. They're the Borg in that Star Trek show. Some of the dumbest people I have ever seen in my life in the media. All right, let me take a break here, get to our next segment here. I got some election 2020 stuff, but... uh, Hey, Paul, can you do me a favor? Can you plug my computer back in while you're at it? Just come around the other side. You don't have to cut this out. Folks, this is part of being the behind the fourth estate in our show, but I keep (laughs) my uh, plug. Yeah, it goes right in there. You see that? Thank you. See, my wife's great. You're so versatile. (laughs) I'm always afraid. (laughs) You hear a little beep? (laughs) I was so ticked off in that last segment. My foot kicked it, and I unplug my own computer. All right. We needed that break anyway. It was kind of like a nice segue. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Raycon. Listen, it's a time to save money. Don't be wasting money on overpriced, ridiculous earbuds. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's a waste. Here are mine. Raycon. Raycon's the way to go. Look around you. It's a wireless world. Everybody needs a pair of great, good-looking wireless earbuds. But most importantly for me, there's a lot of great things about these. The sound, the design, I love them, but they stay in my ear. Oh, some of these other earbuds, you pay a fortune. They don't stay on your Check them out. They come in this nice little chargeable box too. Raycon, Raycon. Don't go dropping $100, hundreds of dollars on a pair. You'll need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon for the best deal out there. Better sound. I love these things. I get a lot of compliments on them too. If you see me in airports when you run into me, you see me listening on them. You already know Raycon earbuds start about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet with six hours of playtime. I took a whole flight with these things. Seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. You don't need to hear those uh, plane engines or all that traffic in the background. Put in the Raycon earbuds. Their wireless earbuds are comfortable, perfect for on-the-go listening, and for taking phone calls. That's what I use them for. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. Those are annoying. I've been on the phone for hours with these things. You've heard me talk about the company. It was founded by Ray J. And a lot of the celebrities like these too. They're obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and you'll see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Bongino. That's buy, R-A-Y-C-O-N, Raycon, buyraycon.com slash Bongino, buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Get 15% off. Don't waste any more money. It was overpriced wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Go today. Check them out. They're really good. Love them. Okay. Whew. That was a bit of an emotional segment. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. Miss Paula. And- <laughs> Yo, you too. I know. No, I just, I'm yeah. tired of these people. We're being led by a group of idiots. All right, let's get to some other stuff here. Election 2020, other things are going on. 
Obviously, everything's intersecting with the Wuhan virus these days. But there is an election about to happen in November for the presidency of the United States. Um, Here's a video of Joe Biden answering questions about the Wuhan virus. And this goes under the headline, subheadline, whatever you'd like to call it, of what the hell did he just say? If you can translate this, ladies and gentlemen, email us, because I got to be honest with you, I have no idea what Joe Biden is trying to say here. None. But I'll let you determine. Check this out. Here's Joe Biden on the cure. What I don't even know what this is on. Check this out. We yes, talked sir. about Trump saying the government would reassess the recommended period for keeping businesses shut and people at home. Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself? We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. And you, and you want to be president, huh? <laughs> really? <laughs> what, Joe? What was that? What, what did he just? I don't even know what he just said. Either does he? We have to take care of the cure, or the problem will get worse. No matter what is he even saying? Holy moly! Holy cow! Folks, I, 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 I'm not messing with you either. You know, I love my audience, and I don't like to pile on unnecessarily, like make the point, move on. It's more effective. I'm not kidding when I tell you I could have sent Joe five or six Biden segments from that interview that are equally as bad. Yeah. Nobody knows what this guy is talking about ever. He is in a perpetual state of confusion that is frankly disturbing to watch. I'm not kidding. I'm not making light of it. It is you. It is. You want this guy in charge in a crisis. It's hard to watch. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it really, it's hard really to watch. Is. It's not funny. No. It, it, he doesn't even know what state he's in sometimes. He loses himself in the mid the middle of sentences. Listen, Democrats, you do your thing. I'm not here to lecture anybody, okay? But you vote, do your thing, whatever. I don't care. I'm just telling you, this is a disaster. And you better figure it out fast. Here's Trump. Not that much younger than Biden, but clearly more there grounded mocking biden for calling him xenophobic for instituting the travel ban against china which looks now like it's going to save potentially tens of thousands of lives check out trump i made a decision to uh, close off to china that was weeks early and honestly i took a lot of heat uh sleepy joe biden said uh it's xenophobic i don't know if he knows what that means but that's okay He doesn't know what that means. Actually, it's probably the one thing Joe Biden, identity politics, Joe, probably does know what that means. But there's Trump again. You may not like his style. That's your call. I've never minded it. But he's clearly at least there and knows he's in the White House. More good news, election 2020, because again, there are other things going on. Gallup just released a poll. Gallup. Again, this isn't some right-leaning poll outfit. Gallup, President Trump's job approval ratings up to 49% by Jeffrey M. Jones. will be in the show notes today as well. You can send this to your liberal friends. One of mine who keeps emailing me suggesting, President Trump really screwed this up and the American public knows it. Really? (laughs) That's fascinating because the approval rating is the highest it's ever been. I mean, do you even do facts and data? I'm just asking. It's not a joke. Do you do facts and data or is that just your opinion? Because you're clearly making it up. Everybody knows President Trump screwed this up. Oh, okay. Clearly not familiar with the science of polling, I guess. Another piece of good news. Paul Bedard, great piece from Washington Examiner. Going to be up at the show notes today. Listen, New York, California governors breaking bread win in a newfound mutual respect with Trump. Folks, it's a crisis, okay? And unlike the Democrats, I'm not interested in politicizing the solution. If Andrew Cuomo comes out tomorrow and wants to talk about hydroxychloroquine, Plaquenil, and z and he thinks he has evidence in New York that it works, I promise you I'm not going to do what the uh, governor of Nevada did, the Democrat governor of Nevada, a, a really troubled person, and say, let's ban it. That's what Democrats do. If governor of a... Uh, New York, who is terrible on every issue, is no doubt about it. And the governor of California have found some way to work with Trump to solve this crisis that can save family and friends I have that live in New York and California. Good for you. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart. I'll never vote for you, but you'll have my support. 
liberals will never tell you the same thing about Trump. Trump said we don't want a Great Depression because people could kill themselves. People don't kill themselves. People love crises who are suicidal. Trump said chloroquine could potentially help based on this French study. Ban chloroquine tomorrow. Ban chloroquine tomorrow. You're sick. You're really sick people. You know that? You're really sick, deeply disturbed people. Really, get help when this is over. Get help. Now, remember this week in baseball, we're going to redo the taste. This is today in good news. Instead (laughs) of this week in baseball, it's today in good news. Because there is some good news. And unlike the AP, who seems to think suicidal people just love another Great Depression because they're stupid like that. I don't believe that. And I believe people need help. Suffering isn't always a bad thing. When suffering, we come out of it on the other side, we survive it. It can make us harder. And I'll read a quote at the end and more resilient to stress later on. Yeah. But people need hope and optimism. And subjecting people to 24-hour hysteria, madness, and you're all going to die all the time is garbage. And garbage people do it. So first, Washington Examiner piece yesterday was, and listen, I don't want to get into the ups and downs too much of the market, and I don't want to put too much into ups and too much into downs. But yesterday was one of the single biggest leaps in the stock market Dow Jones in U.S. history. Stocks enjoy one of the largest daily gains in history as Congress nears a deal on pandemic relief. Jay Heflin, Washington Examiner, again, be up in the show notes. The Dow jumped nearly 2,000 points yesterday. Again, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just telling you, unless you believe the United States is going to collapse, which I do not believe at all, I don't even believe a semblance of that, there has probably been some significant overselling in the market. And as I've said, I'm not your financial advisor. I don't care to be. I'm not giving you financial advice. I'm only telling you what I buy the dips every time. Because I believe in this country and I believe in the long run, we're going to figure it out. And I believe we'll always be the last best hope when everything else runs out. Hey, Dan, I don't know. We'll have some more volatility. I don't know if you want to talk about this here, but uh, we were talking about the digital money. And uh, yes, you and I, oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought this would be a good spot. So to throw yesterday, it in. Yeah. that segment went crazy. We have a Dan Bongino show clips channel on YouTube. If you can't watch the whole show, yeah. we have it broken down into clips and segments. Yesterday, we discussed how the government wants digital uh, money. Nancy Pelosi uh-huh. and her team wanted to put digital dollars in there. Bad deal, bad deal. And I discussed what their long-term plan is, how inflation and taxation needs digital money. Because they don't want you to escape in cash. Digital dollars only. No cash. Mm -hmm. Now, the bill doesn't say no cash, but that's where they're going with this in the future. Joe brought up a great point I want to bring up again today. Think about this, too. The digital. Watch the segment yesterday during the show if you missed it. You can check it out on the Show Clips channel, too, on YouTube. After the show, Joe goes, listen, man, the inflation tax stuff is important. But can you imagine if everything was digital? Imagine how easy it would be to track all your purchases. Oh, you bought a gun. Oh, you're on a list. Look at that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Although that doesn't fit in our good news segment. It must be brought up. The good news is hopefully we're getting rid of the digital dollar idea. Yeah. Great point. I said to Joe, take a note. Think about that. Yeah, man. Ooh. All of a sudden you appear on all these lists. Oh, look, you're buying stuff in your house the government doesn't like. Oh, check that. I listen, I don't know what you're buying. I don't want to know. Appeared on that list too. Yeah. Ooh, spent your digital dollars in the wrong spot. Yeah. We believed in freedom and liberty, that kind of thing. Yo, good point, though. Thanks, man. Excellent point. That was Joe's hat tip on the All right. Again, in our Today in Good News segment. Here is an article at the Wall Street Journal with some optimism about the fatality rate. Again, ladies and gentlemen, science matters. When we're talking about infectious pathogens, we have to be concerned based on the data with the infectious, the, 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 uh, the contagious level of this, the R0, the R0, mm-hmm. and the fatality rate. How contagious is it and how deadly is it? Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to be 
an advanced uh, level epidemiologist to ask basic questions like, can I catch this and will I die from it? Now, some scientists have been going over the data, which I'm relaying to you. I'm not going to add any spin to it. I'm going to read from it in this Wall Street Journal article, which is a small note of optimism here that we may be drastically overestimating the fatality or lethalness of this virus. Wall Street Journal today is the coronavirus as deadly as they say. Current estimates about the COVID-19 fatality rate may be too high by orders of magnitude. Iran Berndavid and Jay Bhattacharya. This piece is incredible. What it says, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go with uh, takeaway number one from this screenshot one from the piece, is the number of infected people who die matter, not the amount of people who die from the intent identified positive cases. Let me explain that. I'm not talking about they don't matter. I'm talking about the number. Quote, Fear of COVID-19 is based on its high estimated fatality rate. Two to 4% of people with confirmed uh, COVID-19 have died, according to the World Health Organization and others. So if 100 million Americans ultimately get the disease, two to 4 million could die. We believe that estimate, this is from the piece, is deeply flawed. The true fatality rate is the portion of those infected who die, as I said in the beginning, not the deaths from identified positive cases. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, if the only people showing up to get tested for the Wuhan virus are people showing really awful symptoms who know they're sick, I can't breathe, it's a serious virus that's beyond dispute. Beyond dispute. Mm -hmm. But if the only people showing up to get tested are the ones showing dramatic symptoms, I can't breathe again, my head hurts, massive body aches, then ladies and gentlemen, by default, your statistics are going to be skewed because the less serious cases that either don't know they have it or thought they had some cold or a mild flu never show up to get tested, Uh, therefore don't show up in the fatality rate. uh The fraction matters. Yeah. That's like saying every baseball player in the world makes millions of dollars. Well, how do you know that? Well, because I went around the major leagues and polled them and the minimum salary is a million dollars. You're not polling every baseball player in the world. You're only polling the greatest baseball players in the world. That's why you're getting that number. Now do that in reverse. If you're only polling, or uh, I should say, taking into account the statistics, the most serious cases and leaving the mild ones out, of course you're going to get an inflated fatality rate. The piece points to three examples. Number one, China. This is fascinating. I'll read it for you. You need to hear this. We're not doing hysteria here. We're going to focus on the science and the data. Quote, population samples from China, Italy, and Iceland and the U.S. provide relevant evidence. Around January 31st, countries sent planes to evacuate citizens from Wuhan, China. Listen to this. When those planes landed, the passengers were tested for COVID-19 in quarantine. After 14 days, the percentage who tested positive was 0.9%. If this was the prevalence in the greater Wuhan area on January 31st, then with a population of about 20 million, then Greater Wuhan had 178,000 infections, folks. About 30-fold more than the number of reported cases. If that's the case, ladies and gentlemen, the fatality rate then, by simple numbers, would be at least 10-fold lower than the estimates based on reported cases. Kind of important, no? No. It's the number of infected people that matter, not the number of people who reported an infection because they were sick enough to do so. And again, I mean matter in relevance to the statistics on the fatality, not moral judgments on matter. Don't be silly like liberals do. We need to know how contagious it is and how deadly it is. 
if you are going to shut down the world. Kind of important. All right, I want to get to Italy and Iceland too from this piece, because again, it's critical, and I got to get to this Nevada governor who's a total disgrace to humankind. Um, but before I get to that, one last sponsor today, our friends at Harry's Razors, Joe's personal favorite mine. This is my yep. Harry's Razor. Just had to change the blade out. Comes with this handy travel cover as well. Why are Harry's so important, Harry's Razors? Why are they great? Well, I used to have to shave twice a day before I went on the air at night because I work in the morning and at night. Tonight, I'm supposed to be on Ingram. Uh, we'll see what happens with that on Fox. But I was getting really bad razor burn from shaving twice a day. With Harry's Razors, this beautiful razor right here. You only have to do it once a day. So what if there was a 50% off sale happening every time you went shopping for razors? Shaving with Harry's is kind of like that. Save money. Stop wasting money and throwing it away on these flexi ball nonsense razors with flux capacitors in them and all this other stuff. Harry's offers premium blade refills as low as $2 each. That's up to 55% off compared to the price of Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. Save money today. I love it. The closest shave I've had, and it doesn't give me razor burn. I only have to do it once. It's all I need. Joe loves it too. He's a big fan of Harry's before they mm -hmm. were even a sponsor. New customers get $5 off a Harry's trial set when you go to harrys.com slash Bongino. Harry's believes everyone deserves quality shaving supplies at a great price. They don't inflate blade prices or add unnecessary nonsense to their lasers. Like, lasers, uh, razors. They don't add lasers to their razors and they don't need heated handles. No. That's other, that's the scams these other places, but they're just overpriced. They're, they're overpricing their product. Harry's team combines a simple ergonomic design with five sharp blades. They source their steel from Sweden and manufacture their blades in their world-class factory in Germany. They cut out the middleman. They ship directly to you, saves you money and time. You can feel good about your purchase. 100% quality guarantee. You don't love it. Give you a full refund. 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofits devoted to helping people provide access to better health care for men and veterans. Harry's has an amazing offer for my listeners right now. New customers get $5 off a trial set for this beautiful razor. Close shave. Harry's.com slash Bongino. You get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe and a travel cover. Join the millions of guys already saving money. Go to Harry's.com slash Bongino and claim your offer today. Love Harry's. All right. As I said before the break, the number of infected matters. The China data seems to indicate that far more people were infected with this virus than the public numbers, which would obviously alter the fatality rate, thankfully, dramatically. You say, well, that's not enough. Well, let's check out Italy. Quote, Wall Street Journal, next, the northeastern Italian town of Vo, forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, I am Italian, so, but I have never been to Italy, shockingly, near the provincial capital of Padua. If I'm, I'm real, if I'm blowing that, I'm deeply sorry. On March 6th, all 3,300 people of this town in Italy were tested, and 90 were positive, a prevalence of 2.7%. All of them were tested. Applying that prevalence to the whole province, which had 198 reported cases, suggests that there were actually 26,000 infections at that time. That's more than 130-fold the number of actual reported cases. Since Italy's case fatality rate of 8% is estimated using the confirmed cases, the real fatality rate, ladies and gentlemen, could in fact be closer to 0 0.06. The data, ladies and gentlemen, matters. There's good news, bad news to this. The bad news first, it may be more contagious than we think. Again, what is that R0? How many people is that an infected person going to uh, infect as well, given a, a native population with no immunity? Appears it's highly contagious. The good news, it doesn't appear nearly as fatal if these numbers hold as some of the initial numbers stated. You say, well, Dan, China and Italy is not enough. MSNBC and everyone, they're telling us we need to be hysterical all the time. We need to shut down the whole world. Because don't worry, there is no psychological trauma from another Great Depression. AP told us. Well, let's check out the Iceland data, too, because data I thought mattered. You know, the left, the party of science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> In Iceland, Decode Genetics is working with the government to perform widespread testing. 
in a sample of nearly 2,000 entirely asymptomatic people for AP and the liberals. That means people showing no symptoms of this. Researchers estimated disease prevalence of just over 1%. Iceland's first case was reported on February 28th, weeks behind the United States. It's plausible that the proportion of the U.S. population that has been infected is double, triple, listen to this, or even 10 times as high as the estimates from Iceland. This also implies a dramatically lower fatality rate. Folks, I'm not here to put lipstick on anything. This is a deadly serious problem. People have died. People will tragically continue to die. But the world we live in is full of risk every single day. Risks we take into account in our own lives. As I said to you weeks ago, the flu is deadly, very deadly. And if you're older, it can be extremely deadly. So why doesn't everybody get a flu shot? Matter of fact, why does half of the United States, roughly half the public, not get a flu shot? Because you're all grown men and grown women. If you're listening to my show, most likely. You're grown men and women who make your own decisions. You gauge your own risk. And you take it into account in living your daily life. It's a serious virus. We live in a world of risk. And making decisions based on data that may not be accurate and scaring people to death 24 hours a day. I'm not doing that. You can tune into CNN and MSNBC for that. I'm not doing it. Just make one point too. They are my competitors, so this isn't entirely objective, or, but it's hard for me to be that way. But please tune the Drudge Report out, folks. Every morning with Drudge, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die. It is, please. I check on it to see the hysteria because that is a story in my show now. We have a hysteria free site, BonginoReport.com. It's hysteria free. We'll get you the stories without the nonsense. The Drudge Report is gone insane. My gosh. Sometimes I check it out in the morning just to see like what the doom and gloom of the day is going to be for them. Right. Tune it out. It's ridiculous. It's so far over the top. I got this other piece, too, by the Daily Signal. Some more, uh, again, today in optimistic news. The Plaquenil study, hydroxychloroquine. Again, up in the show notes, Kevin Pham, Daily Signal. What we know about potential treatments for COVID-19. Check this out. Chloroquine, which, again, the media and the hack disturbed governor of Nevada wants to ban chloroquine for treatment of this. Sounds promising. It says the study involved 36 patients about chloroquine of whom 20 were given these drugs and 16 acted as a control group who did not receive the drugs. By comparison, the study population about one tenth of the size of the Gilead phase two study population, which will include 400 patients. Actually, you're talking about resmavir, another one. Talking about this French study, though, which excluded patients who were later admitted to the ICU. So it says nothing about whether these drugs will, will prevent severe illness. One of the truly promising aspects of the study is that it measured viral loads and found that patients, listen, who completed the test protocol with hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, the combination were, uh, were virologically cured. That is, ladies and gentlemen, they had no detectable viral RNA. Hmm. This is because a per- is important because a person infected with COVID-19 still may be shedding virus up to 37 days after developing the disease. Again, liberals, I understand you're all smarter than the French team that did that study on Plaquenil and z I get it. You know, you're 21, you studied journalism, you've never had a real job. I get it. You're all smarter than them. But why don't you just take a seat for now and shut the up? up. Now, here is the Trump derangement syndrome level six hysteria portion of today. This guy's a disgrace to humankind um, of the likes of which I haven't seen in a long time. I saw this story and I have to be candid with you. I thought this was a sick joke, like a Babylon B story. You know, Trump suggests hydroxychloroquine study may be promising. We may have a potential treatment or cure. Mm -hmm. 
for the Wuhan virus out there. I thought like the Babylon Bee or the Onion would write a story, Democrats ban treatment because Trump said it's good. This is not a joke. This is a real story by this sick dude. Las Vegas Sun. Sisolak bars malaria drugs for coronavirus patients. This is not a joke. This is a real story. Look, this guy Sisolak, if you're in Nevada, this human disgrace, apparently to dunk on Trump, said we're going to bar that hydroxychloroquine treatment for this. Check this out. It's from, let me just read from the piece in case, you, again, you think I'm making any of this up and doing what AP, uh, ironically, this lady writes for him. This is it. Nevada's governor has signed an emergency order barring the use of anti-malaria drugs for someone who has the coronavirus. Democratic Governor Steve Sisolak's order Tuesday restricting chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine comes after President Trump touted the medication as a treatment for the virus. This garbage person, garbage person, would basically rather see you die than to, God forbid, give President Trump a win? This is a win for Trump now? My gosh, are we living in the stupidest of times? We are living in the absolute stupidest of times. If there was a stupid scale of one to 100, we have unquestionably peaked out. If you're not inundating this moron's office with phone calls, be cool about it. We're not liberals, you know. Leave the violence to the liberals and their Antifa buddies. You get all that's not our that's not our bag of donuts. But if you're not inundating your governor with phone calls and emails, and this guy's actually voted into office again, the end of times must surely be near. Their story, I didn't make that up. Not the duffel blog, not mm-hmm. the onion, not Babylon B. That's a real story. Trump touts potential cure, potential, potential treatment. Democrat governor bans treatment. Nice job. What a loser. Mm. What a loser. You know, I've read this before. I'm I'm running out of time, but these are tough times. Really tough times. They could get worse. I'm optimistic we'll recover. We always have. We've been through pandemics, world wars, internal strife, the 60s. We've been through a lot. We'll come out of this with thicker skin. You know, Bernard Malamud, who wrote the book The Natural, I use this quote a lot at speeches because, you know, I'm not a big guy in quotes. I, I think quotes a lot of times can be lazy um, show content stuff. Well, let me put a quote, it'll kill time. But some of them, you know, really express a larger thought I think is worthy of passing on. And Malamud in his book, The Natural, you probably saw the movie, many of you, uh, Robert Redford. But uh, And this quote is in the movie in a, in a kind of different form. But Malamud writes in his book, and he's talking about Roy Hobbs, the baseball player here in the movie who, you know, keeps coming up with these obstacles in his life. He's this great baseball player. He gets shot and he, you know, he keeps coming back. And there's a quote in the book where it says the uh, Roy's old girlfriend says to him, she says, you know, we, we all have two lives, the life we learn from and the life we live after that. It's suffering that brings us to true happiness. You know, it's worth considering today. No one welcomes suffering. More empathetic to others when we see suffering in others. No one wants to see it. No one welcomes it. But it's going to happen. We live in a world of risk. We live in a world of sometimes very dangerous evil people, dangerous viruses, dangerous hurricanes, dangerous tornadoes. We were put here, I believe, by God. You're free to believe whatever you want. But you were put here to overcome that. You weren't put here to sit in a, a, a lounge chair with a bowl of Cheetos. You were put here for the struggle. This was a struggle imparted upon us by no, obviously, no actions. of We didn't do this. It's our struggle right now. We'll come out of this on the other side. 
I humbly and with the greatest of respect for my audience, I mean this, I ask you to just remember that in this time, because listen, everybody's going to take it on the chin a bit. Everyone. Everyone. But we'll come out of this on the other side. We need to stay optimistic through this. And I only say that because that AP story is dangerous. My daughter's middle name is taken from a friend of mine who jumped off a building in Whitestone decades ago. So it's kind of personal for me when the AP tells you, ah, let's just bring on the next Great Depression. Everything's going to be fine. You may be fine in your AP cubicle with your bowl of Skittles. You may be great, but the rest of us won't. Tell us the facts. Tell us the data. Stop with the hysteria. Let's make reasoned decisions. And let's remember, we've been through this before. We'll come out on the other side. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.